And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Vivian Chavez, Galactic Channel internationally recognized advanced Arcturian hybrid avatar and energy matrix healer. She's a well-known speaker at events, featured in a multi-award-winning documentary, and has a collaborative number one best-selling book. Vivian, thank you for joining me today and welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff. It's a joy to be here and everyone listening. Well, the first thing is I know I like you because you have a Star Trek poster behind you and some type of alien on there. See, well, I knew we were in great company. <laughs> I am a big Star Trek fan. I've always have been. Whenever I watch any series, you know, mm -hmm. the, the Federation of the United Planets, it brings me back. It's like, I'll call it my vitamin C for the soul. Mm -hmm. It nourishes me. Of course, I'm such an intergalactic being and I have to have E.T., it's just a representation. There's nothing to fear about it. It's just a representation. But I love that E.T. face looking with the eyes to see. I, to me, I see love. To me, I see home. To me, I see, you know, the communities of the mm -hmm. interstellar that we're all part of, the cosmic aspect of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I will say on a fun note, Jeff, I have the joy of working with many cast members of... Some of the Star Trek, group, wow. like for example, Next Generations, I worked with the cast. Really? Um, yeah, almost all of them, except for one or two members. But I met the entire cast. I worked with William Shatner, Captain Kirk. Um, you know, I met uh, Leonard Nimoy, the original Spock. And it's just, it's just been incredible, the stories I have working with them. Well, that's amazing. In what capacity? In what capacity is that there was a time where I was... Uh, affiliate to a company and I was um, I would be working in conferences or places where they were appear and I would be what's called a guest um, a guest representative or guest relation as they call it and I would be assigned to a guest of the group so let's say you know when you're assigned to an actor you have to be with that person all the time and coordinating the scheduling making sure you know the follow-up uh, when they're on stage and autograph and all of this. So you interact with them, you know, who drunk two, three, four days, depending how long the, the event is. And then, um, you know, of course you collaborate, collaborate with other guys relations. And so you get to be in that section where they're all there and you interact with everyone because you're there to be of service, you know, to make sure that everything is on schedule and they need water, they need something, you're there for them. So it it brings you directly uh, get to know the person behind the character, the stories, the anecdote, how they interact with each other, and um, you don't see it, but behind my banner I have a frame, a picture of a group picture with me right in the middle and the cast there all around me, uh, as we work together at the, during an event. That must have been so much fun. It was fun, ironic. To sit there and to understand that I am a nocturne being and to them, it's all science fiction, you know, it's a show, it's what it represents, it's more what the representation of their character, but to put it in real life, you know, when you get to know them behind the scenes, you know, what they like, dislike, their personality trait, some are very open, funny, others are more shy, you have to coach them. Uh, I remember one of them, he was just on his tablet all the time because he's just more reserve. And so when the fans were coming, I would say, okay, time to put a tablet down. Remember, oh yeah, that's right. And I have to be that coach for that person. And so, but to be there and to be able to call, I call it bridging the 3D reality, the mundane, the human aspect as we perceive it, and the fifth dimensional aspect more into the intergalactic and says, you play a character on TV, but in reality, you're representing something far greater than what you maybe realize. So it's just for me, I always look at the multidimensionality of what this event represents really and how we are co-creating different level of realities. And one thing I want to say is that I'm very conscious that just my presence with them changed the vibrations. So I, I, I watch them 
you know, shifting the way they arrive on the first day is not the same the way they left three, four days later. I see a shift. Mm. And that makes me smile. They're not aware of it. It's more on an unconscious level. But nonetheless, the vibrational shift is oh, still happening. That's great. When did you discover that you were an Arcturian being? Was it during your major awakening in 2007 or long before that? That's a great question. So 2007 was a huge pivotal turning point for me. That's just, I become much more embodied with my Octarian being self. This reality has always been a part of me, even as a child. And I always says my marker points from what I remember in my timeline was more around the age of five. That was a very determined point for me when I became much more aware of my inner reality. And I understood right there that that I was almost like I was inserted, that I was brought in this earth timeline and I was existing in this form for a much greater purpose that will be revealed to me later on. But I already knew at that point, it's a great sense of knowingness, self-recognition. And at the same time, Jeff, I would say it's because I was already in a direct communication with my octrine delegation. At the time I was five and that embodiment, understanding what it feels like to be a child, watching other ch children behavior, the adults around them, the environment, the synergy or the non-synergy. And I was more like, exploring i've always felt i was an explorer so i allow myself to be in school knowing that i have to go through learning what they want me to learn while my group was teaching me and coaching me on a different level so i've always felt i was like in and out of reality but i have learned how to navigate through these fields to this reality and how to function people up the time asked me they said how do you do it how do you function you know, as if you know you're an intergalactic being vibrating at a higher level, how do you function in this three-dimensional matrix reality? And my answer is that because I know I'm here to observe, learn, so I can be more effective in my work. If I come to you, Jeff says, hey, would you like to interview me? But I'm a 10, 12 feet tall being, very much ET looking to your perspective and vibrating in a very high state. And he would say, uh, you may personally said, okay, I might hold a space maybe for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but then I cannot take that frequency anymore. But most for your audience, they would go, either they won't even be able to see it because it's too much. It's out of their frame of reality. Some other they go see, I recognize you because I too, I'm an intergalactic being and others would just disconnect. So the energy, the synergy of communication wouldn't be the same if I were looking full-blown Arcturian to you right now, as opposed to this form that feel more familiar. It's more relatable. And my life experience says that I have gone through multiple points of experiences in this reality so I can relate and understand and how I bridge with the intergalactic delegations to say, look, this is what an earth human being go through feel it, understand it through my experience. And so there's a multitude of reasons why I am in this form and how I realized it right at the very beginning, uh, at a young age, even as a child. When you say that you were inserted at age five, do you mean like a walk-in? No, I didn't say that I was inserted at the age of five. I just realized by the age of five that I was brought back into the earth timeline. So, so it was before the age of five. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. So you're saying that previous to this lifetime, you were an Arcturian being, and then you incarnated this lifetime coming from Arcturia here and taking this human form. Well, the word incarnation may not fully apply here, so allow me to use other semantics. So yes, prior to this incarnation, as you want to call it, or this lifetime, I was fully... And I am still am fully an Octran being. Yeah, I just I just saw an orb of light. So my team is showing me signals. Yes, that's correct. You are. You are one of us. What I did is I projected a soul aspect of myself in this biological form. 
So you can consider as an incarnation, not in the same sense as it came out of the earth plane, maybe 50, 100 years ago. I cycle back and I decide to come back again as a human being to finish what I started. That would be more the label of incarnations. So I did not incarnate it. I simply returned to the earth plane in a time we call the earth timeline in preparation for the future timeline of ascension where you are in right now. You are at that point. In the beginning, I mentioned that you're an Arcturian hybrid avatar. So do you feel like this body that you're in was genetically engineered by Arcturians? Absolutely. That's the only way I was able to come back as an Arcturian being. The word avatar referred to that my Arcturian avatar self I am a very evolved being. So it's only a soul essence, a soul aspect of myself that decided to join and enter this biological form that was engineered by the Octurian. It took us a very long time to perfect the vessel in order for me to be on the planet. I chose to be hands-on on the planet because it has a much more greater positive impact this way as opposed to retain my original form and stay in an, as an Octurian being and I'm part of the avatar energies and interact through channels or point of contact on the planet. So that's the difference here. We have multiple point of contact on the planet. It means that many people works with the Octurians. Now, People work with them at certain level and variation for what they need and their capacity for what they can hold, retain the transmission, the language, the teachings, and the guidance. We provide guidance to anyone who asks us. There is no discrimination because whether you're an Octurne star seed or you're a Syrian star seed, we're going to provide assistance. This is who we are. We work with all the people, guide them. We are reattuning our frequencies to the planet to help people overall shift their own frequencies so they can continue to be clear conduit and expand in their spiritual journey. So that's one level of working with people. There are those who work with them to channels or guidance, healing work, teachings. Again, it's an aspect of the Octarian, it's not the entire Octarian civilization, but people are working with us, you're working with an aspect of us. The, the difference is I am one of them and they are part of me. So one other thing that when I start awakening, Jeff, my octrine father helped me remember. He said, remember, now it's time for you to fully remember that you are one of us. And I know you got used to see your face as a human being, you know, every day, brush my hair, brush my teeth like everybody else. But ultimately, I am who I am. And they said, remember that you are part of our civilization. And that transmission, when Father said that to me, it really nurtured my soul. I can feel it in my heart. Like, finally, I understand a much fuller spectrum of who I am. And I just, I adapted so well to the role I play here that like many souls, we identify ourselves to the role we play. My name is Vivian. I grew up there. This is my story. Your name is Jeff. You grew up elsewhere this is your story those are the roles that we're playing so we have to understand more who are we really this awakening that you were speaking of when the father spoke to you is this the major awakening that you had in 2007 that's another great question and thank you for asking it's another level of awakening so that already took place beforehand i was already in that stage of processing my octurine self. 2007 was a threshold that I go through. I went into a complete um, brain upgrade where they were working with the brain synopsis, the neural pathway, the brain functions. Re they were adding another chakras than I have in my system that is non-existent in the human chakra system. They were completely shifting the morphology of my body, how I'm going to be able to become much more effective as a channel, as a conduit. And the new frequencies that was coming in at the time in 2007, 
but in regards to hold the Arcturian frequencies and being able to transmit those frequencies to the earth core. So that's when another aspect of myself came through and realized that the remembrance of being part of the Arcturian group, and this is who I am. And that's what allowing me to start to more identify myself as an Arcturian being in this human form, as opposed to, well, I have this human life. I feel different all my life. There's something off about me. I don't feel that I fit. So many star seeds feel that way. You know, they feel like they have their family elsewhere. This is not my real family. So instead of going through that more um, energetic sensation of what most star seeds go through, which I honor, and more in terms of I release that completely and I simply anchor into my identity of accepting that I am part of the Arcturian civilization and I return in this form for the purpose of sustaining the stability of the ascension timeline and what's going to come through after that. How do you generally communicate with the Arcturians? Is it channeling, downloads, dreams? What you just described, Jeff, it's tools. They are tools of communication. Many people will do that. We all have, everyone received messages to the dream state. In my case, to communicate with my star family, it's just simply a state of beingness. What I mean by that is I can be communicating with you right now and they're talking with, to me at the same time. So the transmission of their thought forms to what we call transfer of soul energy, convey everything they need to say, whether it's phrases, concept, imagery, explanations, feelings, everything. It's almost like, I like to use this image because this way we can relate to it. It's almost like connect to me like a fiber optic that transmit all the transmission, everything I need to say, and I am receiving it automatically. And I can see it in my third eye mind. I understand. I know I feel the communication in my heart center and it translates into verbal communication. So I can say, well, this is what father said and they're showing me this image. So it's in real time. It is at the speed of thoughts. The transmission come and I translate back to you. So this is how I do my work when I do healing work and clients talk about what they're going through, what they feel. I'm real, I'm what I'm with them in real time. I can feel, see, perceive everything is going on. And this is where I get the feedback. So it's more a very, very conscious advanced way of communicating. We can consider that as a form of telepathic communications, but it's more an holographic way of communicating because they're retransferring a sole aspect of themselves. And it's super clear. I'm telling you, Jeff, it's so much clearer than verbal communication, so much more effective. I wish we can eventually move in that space because there will be no misunderstanding or misinterpretation or your filter kicks in or you're emotionally triggered. And then no longer what we say has any meaning because your filters is simply diffusing all of it. At that level, there's no filter. It's lipid clear. Why is the Arcturian race so interested in Earth at this time? The most direct and simple answer would be out of love. We are one of the most advanced ancient civilizations that have been around the multiverse for a very long time. And part of what we do is that we coach, we support life evolving, we protect life. And so we're looking at your planet, and you call your planet Mother Terra, Gaia, and we can feel we communicate with this beautiful celestial body of pure consciousness and energy. And we look at Gaia or Terra, her capacity to hold such diversity of life that has to be protected, honored. And also we're here as master teachers. We're here to think of us as all the brothers and sisters that were hope helping humanity to evolve back to their true, their true aspect of themselves, not a role that you play on or roles that you've accepted on to history, programming, mental program, subjection to your subconscious mind, you know, playing out in your heart center, pulling the string 
I mean, I shake my head every time I see that. I'm like, we're looking at a planet of so much cosmic royalty beings carrying such a diversity of knowledge, wisdom, right in the DNA, right at our soul level, and yet behaving like they're still in elementary school. And I said that with love, of course. We all go through that. I've learned myself. No exception. All I'm saying to you is that we are helping multitude of worlds and civilizations throughout the multiverse to evolve. It's all about helping soul to go back to the next octave of life, the next octave of light. It's all about returning to prime creator and how we're supporting each other. That's what we do in a very summarized way. What type of planetary changes do you foresee happening in the future on Earth? The future is made of the now unfolding into itself indefinitely. One thing I have learned a lot and experienced, especially most recently, is that the consciousness of the void, the universe, or the quantum field, as we call it, it is this beautiful spiral of pure consciousness that reflects back constantly all of our thoughts, energy, transmission, emotion, constantly. So we are part of this ever-changing, transformational, evolving universe, if you call it this way. So part of the changes that is already unfolding now is that there's a change, a profound change in the actual three-dimensional matrix structure. As you've known life in a very specific ways, huh? you, grew, you were born, you grew up, you go to school, you learn, you learn to what career do you want to do when you, what kind of living you want to make. You find jobs and you're being applauded for the job you get and the education you get. And then you work 30, 20, 30, 40 years, sometimes 50 years. And then you'll be tired and you go, yay, life start at that time. And then I can go traveling the world and be healthy and happy and have families. And we says, okay, this is one way to experience life. What if there's other ways? And so that structure that these points of reference are shifting profoundly in the fabric of this 3D reality. So what we're seeing is a bridge that's being connected to facilitate that transformation, helping yourself to ask yourself different questions, following your heart desires, following your soul calling. What if your soul has a higher design for you in mind that the career you have for the last 20, 30 years, which is a wonderful achievement. Beyond that, what else there is? It's allowing yourself to think outside of a box of reference to see what else it is. What if I live my life as a divine being? What if I see myself as a divine being, experience this physicality known as being an earth human? What changes in your reality then? And those changes in reality and perception is also what is affecting your reality in the timeline. Things of shifting one way or another, we are moving. The earth is moving out of this 3D paradigm that she's been so faithfully holding. Almost many people feel it. Some of my near-death experience guests talk about when they're on the other side, they encounter ETs. Can you comment on that? Absolutely. Many of us will... Part of our role is we're helping soul to transition out of their physical three-dimensional matrix. And we're helping them to clear from attachments, residuals, life review with other beings of light. It's a big structures. And so if you're part, let's say you are a Syrian star seed, or you're part of the Octarians group, or you're part of the Andromedan, well, most likely your star group will be there to help your soul to transition out of this physical experiences out of the earth plane, helping the soul to evolve to the next level. I can tell you, Jeff, that the Octurians, we do have a stargate that helps people to cross when they leave the 3D plane. Some of them get stuck. They get afraid of the light or they get afraid of what, what wait for me. And they retract themselves and they get themselves stuck because they have attachments still on the 3D level. And so we're helping them 
to go through their life review, to look in terms of their journey, to understand what has been going on so they can purify themselves. It's all about gaining more light. I can tell you from personal experience, when loved ones have transitioned over and I ask them, show me, what are you going through? I want to know, bring me where you are. And they have. And they have shown me, I have witnessed souls. And they come to a point, a threshold, when they're ready to take on so much light and they move on into the higher octaves of light. They no longer recognize themselves in the same identity as you remember them. My grandmother, your grandfather, your aunt, your uncle. They understand that memory of themselves to you. And so they may project that form so they can talk with you. But to them, that identity is no longer there. So yes, star beings, your family, guides, we all working together. Quite often on the show, we talk about the realm that we live in is some type of simulated matrix. Does that have anything to do with the divine matrix? To some degree, think about it. It's a projected reality that we all sustain by common belief system or frame of reference, as we call it. And the projection of our thoughts says that we are co-creating a reality with the purpose for the soul to learn, grow, and integrate. Part of the 3D physical matrix reality is to integrate lessons with love and compassion, to help to heal from past wounds and reconcile those aspects in ourselves. And so this particular physical reality on the earth plane, it's a great school of learning when souls come back and re-experience aspect or perfect aspect of themselves, or they come back as master teachers to help other soul to go out of this matrix as you've learned, your lesson has been integrated, you have mastered those level, and it's time for you to move into the next level of experiences. It is my understanding Jeff, that ultimately we all projection of the one singular mind of the prime creator and all of this are holographic projection structure in what we call the multiverse. Nonetheless, the experience is still valid. What you're doing, what you're creating, either, either contribute to the light or you're retracting yourself into density. So really the realms of light has taught me directly that ultimately all that exists is the light. And the way you live, the way you are in resonance with your soul, with your heart passion, what really feeds you, you're carrying more light. And so when you leave this physical projected reality, what do you bring with you the most is the light that is already within you. And I've seen that multiple times with soul who are just left the physical, the world, they transmute it back to the light. And it's truly from that point on that they will continue their journey. It's very complex. And yet, just to remember the essential key point of all of this is how did you live? Did you live in the resonance of your heart? Did you live to bring in more light? And that will make a big difference. I've seen it so many times. Can you explain to us what light language is? I like that we're changing gears so quickly. Light mm. language, let's talk about it. Light language are simply different vibrational form of languages. You call it light language, we see it differently. Imagining the diversity of language and dialects on the planet right now. Even within one continent, there will be several variations of languages and dialects, right? But the same thing of the diversity, if you look at the intergalactic communities, there's a large diversity of dialects or what you call light language, certain light language, lions, vegan, and so forth. It's just a form of an aspect of expression. There's a more universal way of communicating, which is through telepathic communications, exchange of thought forms, soul essence transmission. And as you continue to evolve, you understand that even like language is no longer necessary because you can communicate on a different level. Do you think that there is some type of extraterrestrial battle going on between good and bad ETs? 
the question I have for you, is it possible there's been war and conflict on your planet? Yeah. The answer is yes. So depending on what sphere of realities there are, there are some groups who are consciously less involved, evolved, and they're less awakened. And so they are experiencing another aspect of the soul. Maybe they're more self-serving. That's what they need to experience. Maybe they have disconnected themselves from their divine points or their divine spark. And now they're doing the projecting on others because they want their light in order to regain that light in themselves. So it is well known, depending on what dimensional aspect you're at, that there has been conflict or historical intergalactic wars, as you call them. We know about the Lyrans, the Syrians, the Orions, Draconians, Reptilians. But it's always within the perspective of what dimensional aspect you are experiencing. It comes to the point that all of these conflict, bad, good labels, dark life, polarity, light, conflictual aspect, one will conquer another, warrior, defenders, all of these, this concept fade away when you reach another, when you reach higher dimensional aspect. So it is always true within the context that is perceived. Yes, is there some historical intergalactic conflict that has been going on and still going on? Yes. I guess you the could... The short answer is yes. I guess you could say there will always be conflict in this realm because of duality? Unless duality is ascending. It is not necessary to contain. It is non-necessary to maintain this dualistic matrix that says, I'm going to be the conqueror and I'm going to conquer you so that I'm going to trigger in you another level of evolution. And then all in life, we're going to switch roles. So you can help me also learn from the aspect. Once you come to the point where the soul simply return into higher resonance and eventually come back to prime creator, those experiences are no longer necessary. Are you involved with the Galactic Council? And if so, what is your role? I have many roles. I've been trained as an ambassador right now, and I'm an emissary. We have delegations, point of contact within the federations. We work with different star regency councils. We work with different uh, group consciousness. Those are in a higher dimensional state. So our involvement is large. I cannot define myself just by one title. Well, in the beginning, I mentioned that you are an energy matrix healer. Can you tell us about multidimensional frequency healing? Wait, let's talk about what I do. Then I think the answer will be encompassed into what you're asking, because you're asking me two levels of questions in one. My Octurn Energy Matrix Healing is a unique signature modality that I developed over 10 years ago, and I've been working with ever since. And I have done thousands and thousands of healing sessions. You can imagine how many sessions in 10 years. It's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. I'm doing already on average 100 a month. So make the calculation to 10 years. That's a lot. We have developed this unique modality in conjunction through experiences where we've been observing the evolution of the earth, the evolution, evolution of the earth human template, but also the evolution of the soul. And so I always consult with my group, our council of elders. I work with other groups. And then we came to develop this very unique modality called the Arcturian Energy Matrix Healing. So it's the premise that we work in the holographic field. So we work with the, um, the body template in this holographic points that allows us to work to multiple points of the timelines, whether it's historical or genetic consciousness, reconciliation, soul matrix, whether it's understanding why physical symptoms the body is shifting into or people have been experiencing, but it's more in terms of helping people to understand what shift has been going on in themselves and how it reflects in their lives, their reality, and helping to open more that multidimensionality of themselves so we can simply, um, we're the translator, we are the one to facilitate that bridge and what we can do is create a template, and then we always explain to the clients our recommendation. This is what we would like to do. 
if the client says yes, that resonate, I'm agreeing to that, then we we establish the work. So our work is complex. It's not just physical pain or emotional trauma or generational or soul fractals. We work from a multidimensional perspective because you are a multidimensional being. And so one component, one aspect of you reflect into the other aspects. So we have to work with you in that synergy. When you're performing these healings, does it drain or tax your own personal energy? That's a great question. I never use my personal life force energy. I always, well, that's why we use the holographic field and through the person higher self, we use the transmission at a much higher level. So it, I'm only the conduit and I'm going to be always says I'm the messenger and I'm here to support uh, what's take place, but it's beyond my own personal life force energy. Otherwise, at the quantity I'm doing every month, every year, it won't be able, I won't be able to do it. What is the holographic field that you speak of? It's stepping directly into the fabric of space and time. It's the holographic nature that we are. So if you look at your body from an holographic perspective, you can better understand how your body functions. It's almost like pixel that is constantly in movement or blocks of energies. And as we redirect them and give them new instructions, that template readjusts itself. It's the best way I can describe it to you right now. It's just as a nocturne being this we utilize these level of conscious technology in ways of doing our work. We are millions of years old. So how can I explain that in a very simple way? That's the best way I can describe it right now. I was going to ask, but I, I'm not even sure if you can describe how you're able to interpret the problems that they're having and what needs to be changed. Simply from the, the premise that first and foremost, we look at you as already perfect, whole, and complete. It's a simply the word healing become more a restoration opportunity to restore what is already part of you. So depending on the backstory, the genetic lineage, if what what's cord of attachment, it can be also lifetime. It can be simply a soul fractal that is misaligned. And so there's a way for us to communicate. And I'm always getting the transmission. We have a way to adjust the communication to vibrationally attune ourselves to the person we work with. I've been doing this for over 10 years. So believe me, we have a way to do this. It's I call it the sacred art of reattuning the languages and it's the, the vibrational semantics of each word. For example, I avoid saying but, B-U-T, because but cancel everything out has been said. I can tell you the most beautiful thing, but if I put a but in it, I just cancel out, completely out. I'm going to avoid creating, utilizing negation. I don't want you to suffer. I just program your subconscious to do so. So I'm going to undo that, clear. So the do not, should, try, that's out of the vocabulary. Attempting, looking at, let's implement. That is more supportive. The subconscious mind understand there's already energy in action. You say something. That may be opposition of what I feel would say interesting perspective. Allow me to bring another component to this. This way, it always brings validation to the person, empowerment, validation, and I want to acknowledge how they feel. So it's how we dilute sometimes the negativity that unconsciously people will speak of, and we're simply redirecting in a context that is much more uplifting. After helping so many people, do you find that there are patterns of problems that people are suffering with? And if so, what are they? Suffering is optional. It's more in terms of pattern that seems to be loops. We call them loops. That seems to be repeating. When a loops is repeating, then we need to ask different questions. This is why I go more to the higher self and the council of time. I ask the council of time to have an audience with the higher self. To understand is that something that is the soul absolutely need to experiment in this lifetime. And so no one can intervene. So I want to make sure we are in resonance also with the soul uh, journey. And we never interfere into that soul evolutionary process. What we're going to provide is alternative. 
ways to approach this. I'm going to bring into the consciousness of the person who says, I went to consult with the Council of Time and your higher self. And this loop, there's something about it that you still need to learn from it. And of course, this is going to serving you very well in the longer term, even though right now it may not seem that way. And so I'm going to simply bring into a different perspective how we can work with this loop so it can be understood, recognized, resolved, and then eventually move forward. Do you think that there are things that we can do to heal ourselves? And if so, can you give us some general tips? Yes. Forgive yourself for the mistake of the past and the mistake of others. Yeah, I just saw another big orb of light. There's one thing we see from the earth human beings is their repetition, is the tendency to hold on to the same painful energy situation environment and it's just hold on to it like it's a buoy i need this is mine it belongs to me so allow yourself with great great compassion for you first and love for you and the others whether it's family members are bringing teachers friends maybe a stranger did something whatever environmental or even historical energies for example people in europe like germany france the other places where there has been great wars, you can feel like there's a genetic transmission of those pains and all resolved wounds that needs to be resolved. There's no need to carry those loops anymore. And after time, the next generations are here to help the previous generation to clear themselves from those loops. That would be an example of this. So forgive yourself. I forgive myself for the mistake maybe being into a painful relationship, allowing someone to take advantage of your heart. What have you learned? Extract the lessons, extract the wisdom and bring it into the path of mastery. I have learned, I am allowing myself to energetically free myself from these loops. And I can myself move forward. It's interesting because very often a guest will talk about how we are too hard on ourselves, possibly being too judgmental. Why do we do that? Oh, you ask me, you're the one who's doing it. Mm. Think about it. I'm asking that that way so the audience can think about it. If you're being hard on yourself, who are you listening to? What is the voice? Because maybe you were thought that perhaps if you're not performing at a such high level, that it's a failure. It may be a core of unworthiness a disconnect, to feel that I know I am this being of light, I'm a star seed, and this human form, I feel unworthy. Reconcile these two aspects because your human aspect is teaching you so much that nowhere else in the universe you can learn from. Take advantage of that time. So you have to understand where is this I am being hard on myself thoroughly originate from? Who is it from? What imprint did you accept? Criticism, judgment, things you've seen. So maybe a promise you make to yourself to protect your own self that can be coming that aspect. I see that a lot. Women sometimes utilize too much their masculine energy and they're projecting it. So that's really mental energy achievement. Whereas your divine feminine. And for the for men, but the opposite. Oh, I'm unable to feel my divine self. I'm a man. Yes, you are. And you're embodying beautifully. Let bring those two aspects in you. You are embodying the divine archetypes of supreme source, divine feminine and divine masculine, regardless of your gender. It is of no consequence. Heal those aspects within yourself. So being hard on yourself, you have to understand where is it coming from? Then will be your answer. Do you think that everyone on this planet is ultimately a star seed from somewhere? There are many star seeds. Others are more earthbound, and others may be angelic beings or even fairy beings of returning to a human form. Ultimately, the entire human race is considered as a race of hybrid. But we have to understand that being a hybrid in that perspective it simply means that earth humans carry so many 
galactic genetic material in our DNA is part of the makeup. However, the Earth human template has been made to coexist in the Earth energy, the atmosphere, this planet. So the word hybrid, again, like the word healing, it's a huge umbrella that will have different meaning and how it applied. So in a sense, everybody will say, well, everybody is a hybrid to a certain perspective. But you have to understand it in the, per the proper perspective of what it means. So souls will come from different places. Ultimately, we're all divine beings. And this is the journey is to reawakening to that divinity within ourselves. Many of my guests talk about the ascension do you see something like that happening on the planet? And if so, as you previously mentioned, will we evolve into something that is of non-duality? It's already happening right here, right now. Look at the change around you, in you. Look how many people are awakening to their cosmic nature, talking to their star groups, talking to angelic beings, understanding there's something profoundly different about them. Understanding that this projected reality, then why do we all agree this is a cup? Why is it called a cup? Why is it found solid? So it is already happening. It has been happening. Look what just happened in the last three years or so. Look at the movement of conscious opening right now. I mean, I see it every day, and I know you see it too, Jeff, with your podcast. Do you think that we'll ever reach a threshold where we will see alien beings walking around on the planet in non-human form? It's already happening. It's been happening for years, years and years and years. Look at all the markings and the sacred site and the symbology that it's paved on this planet everywhere. The native, you know, the Aboriginal tribes, uh, the oral tradition, how many how many tribes sees regularly UFOs or uh, we call UFOs, and I like that term, or craft or beings coming to communicate with them? Is it always going to happen? It's already happening. It's been unfolding at a stage of perspective. It's about what are you allowing yourself to accept as a reality? You are part of an infinite community. And so the earth has been interacting and they have been interacting with the earth and vice versa. It's been going on for thousands of years. It's already happening. The invitation is to release yourselves from preconceived notion of what those ET contact look like. It's already happening worldwide as we speak. It is a reality. So are you saying that it's happening, but we don't see it because we don't believe it? This is your interpretation of my words. What I'm saying is that it is already a reality right here, right now. It is up to you to accept this reality and attune yourself vibrationally and in consciousness. If we think about in Star Trek terms, do, when do you think it'll be where we will be part of the galactic community like they are and we will all see them? It's up to you. You have the power to make it happen today. Imagine if all of us, or even just half the population, or even one third of the population says, we're reclaiming our sovereignty as divine being right now, and we unify our hearts, clear the mental control of the 3D minds and any form of other controls, and we remembering right now our divinity, you are part of the Federation, and they're the ones waiting for you. So mm. really, it's up to you. You just said the mental control of our 3D minds. Who are you implying as enforcing that control? Your own self. You have to recognize that this is about empowerment, self-empowerment. Being sovereign, being energetic freedom is to recognize what are you listening the most to. That's what we referred to earlier. The control of the lower mind is all of these programs, this belief system, the patterns, the blockages, which are accepted as reality. The yeah, but... When I, when I hear that, yeah, but uh, you're back in your control of the mind. What part of you, what you listen to the wisdom of your heart, what does your heart tell you? If you listen, feel right now, you are coexisting with a multitude of known and unknown intergalactic groups 
the vast majority look how diversified life is on the planet here imagine elsewhere it's everywhere it's all part of that creation so of course there's been interaction of course you're evolving of course you're part of it it's for you to turn on the switch so to speak I choose differently every day. I choose to vibrationally. You talk to trees, you talk to the planet. Do you talk to your heart? You feel, listen, the language of your own soul. There's nothing mystical about it. This is the return of living by the essentials, unwinding the control of the mind. Vivian, due to time, I have to switch gears with you. So after watching this podcast, People may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Where should they do that? One site, my website, infinitehealingfromthestars.com, infinitehealingfromthestars.com. We do have a contact information. We respond as much as I can. You have to think about that. I am very, very involved in my healing work. I have an online community. I would encourage people to even looking at our Patreon community. We have different membership you can learn from, interact with us. We have multiple events per month. The community is building. It's internationally absolutely beautiful. In fact, we're going to be going to Clastonbury next week to host our first member-only retreat. And we're going to be going to different secret sites working with intergalactics we're going to be doing ceremony in stonehenge at sunrise so it's just part of what we do so i'm very involved also with my community online um so that will be recommendation everything is on the website including the memberships we also have an ascension library where we have multitude of free meditation to watch all three their tools to supporting everyone every day we have also have the podcast, The Infinite Star Connections. We have amazing guests and we we offer quite a bit. And we also have our online three months program that is brand new. I just launched it this year. There's also another level. And every month I do a two-hour Arcturian holographic group healing that people can sign up for. It's very powerful two hours you receive a lot and it's very affordable it's only fifty dollars for the two hours what's the name of your youtube channel my youtube channel i call it simply my full name vivian chauvet galactic healer the link is also on the website so just go to my website under the ascension library you will see the podcast replay to meditation it will take you to my YouTube. You can subscribe, follow us. There's a lot we do. And just the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There's be more, much more. Vivian, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Of course. We always say, listen to the wisdom of your heart and always walk in the certainty of your light. Vivian, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest today. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. It is my privilege, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.